Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Takeaway. John Hockenberry here. Sitting in for Celeste Headley is Noel King, who's a Takeaway producer and longtime journalist, foreign correspondent. Good morning, Noel. Good morning, John. Let's set the table here. We're going to have a full segment on politics this Halloween weekend as we prepare for next Tuesday's midterms. Michael Shear is going to rejoin us. Also, John Zogby, president and CEO of the polling for Zogby International, will be with us. But first, we've got a story we're going to be following probably all morning. Uh, it's breaking out of uh, East Asia. Uh, Noel, what's going on? Well, a news report says North Korea has fired two rounds towards South Korea near the tense border between those two countries. Uh, it's like the, across the DM. Exactly, DMZ. exactly. Uh, the Yonhap News Agency says South Korea immediately fired back. Not unexpected, I guess. Well, these sorts of tit-for-tat kinds of events are not unknown uh, along that Korean border, but we'll have to fire. We'll have to, we'll have to check to see, given the nuclear issues in North Absolutely. Korea and the the issue this year with the uh, with the boat in right. uh, in South the Korea. The tensions was, keep ratcheting uh, exactly. up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Again, Noel no, King is a substitute for Celeste Headley, who's on her way down to cover the political rallies of Comedy Central That's on right. the National Mall. Joining us now, John Zogby, president and CEO of the Polling for Zombie International. John, welcome back to the program. Hi, good morning. Good to talk to you again. Great. And Michael Shear, we welcome back, chief political reporter for the Caucus blog at our partner, The New York Times. So, Michael, thanks for being with us again. Sure. So, uh, John Zogby, let me just ask you right off the top here. Uh, when you poll for national elections on big issues, it seems to me the job is much easier than doing what you have to do in a midterm where you're polling individual pixels of individual races that may or may not make a coherent national image. What's the challenge for you? Uh, multiple challenges. Um, you know, certainly the, the you know response rates just from a, a, a technical standpoint. But secondly, there are so many different pockets and so many different moving parts, uh, not only that compose the nation but that compose individual states. And when we drill down to states, what we see also um, are significant numbers of undecided voters. You get uh, larger pockets of undecided voters in some states and and congressional districts than you do in the nation as a whole, all of which makes it much more difficult for us on a state and on a local level to determine just who exactly is going to vote. Uh, As one example, we did a substantial poll of independents, um, and we did this nationwide, simultaneous to several states that we were doing. And in every case, the independents gave very, very low job performance ratings to the Democrats in Congress, even lower to the Republicans in Congress, all of which makes you throw your your hands up in the air and say, well, just who are these people going to vote for? Are they going to vote at all? And there's also the the why question. Noel King and I were talking about this uh, before the show, that it's almost a psychological Exercise trying to gauge what's going on in the brains of voters. What, what were you What were you saying earlier? Well, I wondered, John Zogby, you've polled Americans on what they're expecting after the midterms are over. What are you hearing from people? Well, you know, this time around, they're consistent still with 2008. They want problem solving, though they're not giving a specific uh, direction to uh, how they they want uh, those problems solved. But they also want consensus building. Now, that's interesting because when you watch television and when you watch the campaign closely, what you're seeing is the exact opposite of that. What you're seeing instead uh, are hyper-partisan, very ideological, very negative kinds of campaigns. Mm-hmm. But here, is, here are the voters, the whole 
the message as a whole emerging as something very different, which is we're not sure exactly how we want you to do it, except we want you to do it. We want, we want our lives to be better, and we still are holding on to the belief that you can make it better for us. That's John Zogby, president and CEO of the polling firm Zogby International. Uh, Michael Shear, you do the same sort of thing over at the Times, uh, uh, at the uh, caucus blog. Is this resignation that uh, change needs to happen and that uh, consensus building is very, very difficult? Or is it anger, do anything, you idiots, kind of a, a mentality? Well, John's really the expert here on this. I'm, I'm certainly not a pollster, but my sense is that it's a little of, of all of that, that, um, uh, you know, that Americans, you know, hold kind of two different contradictory views at the same time, right? The, on the one hand, uh, they still have the hope that drove Pre- President Obama into office, this sense that they, you know, they want and hope and expect things to be, to be, uh, to be better and to be done and to be, um, you know, moving forward. At the same time, uh, you know, they uh, are not happy with the specific things that have been done, and they are angry that, uh, you know, whatever has been done doesn't seem to be helping their lives very much. You know, the unemployment rate is still high. Their jobs aren't there. Uh, they feel like their their economic situation is, is going in the wrong direction. And so, uh, you know, I, it, you know. I mean, John, John might be able to explain better, but I, but you know, but I think Americans are are fully able to hold contradictory views at the same time. Well, uh, John, I, I want to put this to you because it really uh, it's the tantalizing story that's kind of leading the the headlines, and it's on the front page uh, with Michael Shear's byline on, on the New York Times this morning. Um, and uh, you know, Bill Clinton, who no- Noel, you'll remember, in '08 was a bit of a lone wolf. That's right. right? He was <laughs> doing things kind of <laughs> solo a lot. Yes, um, John Zogby, what do you think if Clinton asking the Democrat to get out of the three-way Florida Senate race is is a legitimate sort of strategic move with uh, with with actually a mandate from the White House? What are they looking at that they're willing to concede that uh, they can't win on the Democratic side and will accept an independent Charlie Crist down in Florida? John Zogby? Yeah, you know, in a nutshell, um, it, it strategically makes an awful lot of sense. You add up the numbers. There's no way that Crist or Rubio can win alone. Uh, Crist or, uh, or, or me could win. Uh, so Marco Rubio sails in with 40 or 42 percent of the vote uh, at a point, incidentally, where Charlie Crist is rising. On the other hand, at this point in time, and clearly without Kendrick Meek's support, it looks ham-handed, and it seems to hand uh, over to the Republicans almost a moral issue. You have Michael Steele out today saying, right. ah, here are the Democrats trying to get rid of another black candidate. Right. There, yeah, there is that. They've handed them that. And, and it just informs and reinforces this sense of desperation on the part of Democrats uh, fearing losing the Senate and, of course, the setbacks in the, the House that, we, that the polls say are a very, very strong possibility. John Zogby, thanks so much. Thank you, John. John Zogby is president and CEO of the Zogby International Polling Firm. And Michael Shear is chief political reporter for the caucus blog at our partner, The New York Times. Noel, you're, you're our producer. Is it too much to say desperation? Should I back mm, off on that? Desperation is just fine. All right. Just fine you. for now. Thank you. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. 
So please join me every week for the New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts.